Hi guys, it's me, the blonde chick. I'm back. And I know I said that there would be a weekly podcast, but I had to come on here to talk about something that we all at some point in time in our lives have to deal with. And yes, this is going to sound kind of morbid, dark, dank, dreary maybe even, but it is truth. It is the inevitable. It is forever in everyone's future. Ooh, riddle. (laughs) Ooh, that's a good riddle. Oh my God. What is in everyone's future? Forever? How how would I word that riddle? What, What is forever in everyone's future? It is inevitable. And unwavering. Starts with a D. (laughs) Yeah, death. Yeah, that thing. That thing that we can't avoid. Yeah. And you know what? I've heard a lot of people say death and taxes is the only things you really need to worry about in life. No, you can let go of the taxes. Okay. Al Capone did it. Was it Al Capone? I think it was Al Capone. Yeah, he didn't pay, pay he didn't pay tax for a long time until someone snitched. He probably would have gotten away without paying for taxes for an even longer time if it wasn't for that snitch. But I don't really know much about tax evasion. I just know you shouldn't do it. <laughs> it's illegal. But it's not like there's well when you think about it, there is debtor's prison. If you don't pay your taxes, even it gets to a certain amount, you can go to jail because that means you owe the government money and here's the catch 22 if that is a catch 22 about this you can go to jail if you owe the government money but the government owes so many people money what does the government go to jail i know right just like yeah that that's a paradox right there okay Look, I owe you money. Wait a minute. What about all the people you owe money? I know at least six off the top of my head that this government owes money right now. But you want me to pay. So you going to take from me to... That's like borrow from Peter to pay Paul. Which was something my mother said I should never do. Because that just ends up in a big old circle paradox. It's very complicated and complex. And you can forget who you really owe in that process, which is what has happened in the government. They don't know who they owe anymore. They don't. They don't they don't know who they owe anymore. So they just stop paying everybody. Eventually someone will say, hey, don't you owe me money? I don't recall. Let me check my paperwork, which they have shredded and burned. Yeah. Disappeared magically. It's all this magic. Anyway. But no, I came on here to talk about death. That inevitable ending to everyone's life. It's sad. You know? And you're probably wondering, why is she talking about death? Well, because it kind of happened. Again. 
Yeah, that's something you could always say about death. Death is always going to happen again to somebody you know. Somebody who knows you know or somebody you know who knows somebody who knows somebody who died. Okay? It's a vicious cycle of that. The who knows and what knows and all that. Anyway, um, I found out the other day. Well, actually, no, it was. Yeah, I found out the other day that, uh, well, I, I, I say found out. Someone told me that one of my high school classmates passed away suddenly. She was only a year older than me. I remember her quite vividly. There's three people who we all remember quite vividly. There's the class clown, okay, because they made us laugh. The person who was the life of the party, or people who were the life of the party, and the person who set up that life of the party. You know, the person who set up the party for the life of the party to be at, to make awesome. She was that person who was the person who would set up that awesome party. Yes. She was... Let's just say this. I didn't like a lot of people back in high school. It's not that I was picky. Uh, I guess you could say I was one of those kids who was often bullied because I was actually intelligent (laughs) and I didn't get in trouble. Or I made the choice not to, which is really all high school is. is Life is just a number of choices you make. I chose not to get in trouble. I chose to study. I chose to be smart. And people who chose not to chose to bully me about that. Which, eh, limited my, you know, my friends to a circle few. Yeah. And if you, if you're asking yourself, she was a nerd. I wonder how big of a nerd was she? Okay, let me, let me, let me give you uh, an example of the nerdiness that is me. Or, no, I'm still a nerd. That's never going to change. I'm just, I'm just, I accepted it a long time ago gonna have to live with it. You're a nerd. Just get over it. I've accepted my nerdness. Fist in the air. Woo! Uh, I was I was in choir. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was in band. Y'all that too. I was a teacher's pet. I was in advanced classes in high school. My senior year was only half. Well, no, actually it was just two classes in the morning. And that was it. Uh, And the nerdiness does not stop there. I was in my senior year, my, my, my elective, one of my elective periods was library assistant because it was quiet there and nobody really came in there unless they had no choice and there are books which I love books very very much yes and I hate the fact that in moving to Texas 
my library, my personal, very, very personal library, has decreased significantly because of the move. I'm pissed because of that. My books are my babies. I take care of my babies. I didn't like leaving my babies behind or giving them away to people who would probably never open their pages and have an adventure. Yeah, I'm that nerd. Uh, and it gets worse. I'm even nerdier. I was vice president of um, the chess club for uh, two semesters. There would have been, you know, more semesters, but it was kind of disbanded because we would try to have tournaments and then other schools who we would challenge would not show up to the tournaments, so it was kind of pointless. Uh, yeah. That's how nerdy I was. So, um, I didn't have a lot of friends. In high school, but she was one of them. She was always nice to me. You know, she didn't call me, you know, smarty pants, egghead, any of those derogatory terms for smart people. She was, she'll be missed. And we're all talk about sudden death. Yeah, like we're. We're still, she died like a couple of days ago. She died in her sleep. And we're still trying to, they're still trying to figure out what happened. Because she wasn't sick. At least, according to her husband, she was fine. My sister had talked to her the day before on the phone. And she was looking forward to talking to her on the phone again. You know, she was, you know, looking forward to actually seeing her face the next day. Only to find out that she was no longer part of the land of the living. Uh. Yeah. It sneaks up on you. Now, if you if you have really bad anxiety, don't freak out, okay? Don't, don't, don't have an anxiety attack about this. Because there's no point. There's no point in having an anxiety attack about death. Because... <laughs> You freaking out over it is not going to make it go away. I had to learn that. And I suffer from anxiety too. And uh, I, I, have, I have to manage my anxiety. And that takes a lot of meditation. Okay. Controlling of my mind. So I've learned to slowly learn to control my thoughts. I understand that I'm going to think things whether I want to or not. They're just going to happen. It, 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 I have also, but I've learned that just because I think these things doesn't mean I have to let them affect my mental state. Okay. We think about crazy stuff all the time. We think about the shoulda, coulda, wouldas all the time. We think about the past all the time. We think about what could, what if, and if I, and should we in, in, in pot, you know, the many possibilities and infinite number of futures out there for us simply can change by one simple itsy bitsy teeny weeny tiny, 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 tiny decision that we make in the future. Yeah. It's okay 
to have all of those thoughts. They're not bad. They're not awful. That's just your mind and everyone's mind does that. It's called wandering. Yeah, it's when your mind kind of just wanders off into this crazy place where you're like, what the heck was I thinking? And then you come back and you're like, okay, that kind of freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's when we act on those thoughts that it becomes a problem. That's when it goes from being just thoughts to a mental disorder. That's when it goes to us having a problem with self-control. That's when you need to get help. But if you're just freaking over something you thought of about five minutes ago, be like, oh my God, I just thought about something. That was awful. It's okay. It's okay that you thought about that. We all think about crazy things that we shouldn't think about all the time. It's just our minds. It's not... It doesn't mean you're an awful person. It doesn't mean you're evil. It doesn't mean you're bad. It doesn't mean you're a criminal. You know, just, oh God, my ex-husband, I thought all the time, I want to kill this man. I think of ways to kill this man. There are ways, there are many thousands and thousands of ways to kill this man. Because my ex-husband was awful. He was horrible. And you think I'm saying this just to be saying this? I'm not. He was a very, very horrible man. He was an alcoholic. He was a narcissist. He did not work, okay? And I couldn't even let him babysit our children. And as a parent, you don't babysit your children. They're your children. You take care of them. There's a difference, okay? I couldn't leave my children alone with him. I did not trust him to take care of them while I went to the store, which was like two minutes down the road. I, I no, no, no. Even as they got older, I did not like leaving my children alone with him. So... Yeah, he was an awful person. He was very verbally abusive, psychologically abusive, you know, physically abusive. And I am so lucky I got out of that with only a few scars, okay? Now, I have more mental scars than I do physical scars, but I'm working on those, okay? I have severe anxiety and panic attacks because of all of that. And that went on for, oh my God, four years. Four freaking years. Until I got to a point where I had to make a decision. It was me and the kids or him. I chose me and my kids. And I put him out. Because it was my house. Okay. My mom left it to me when she passed away. Not him. My name was on it. And it was not like he was contributing to it anyway. So, uh, ever since then, I would freak out over certain things. Because my brain had, I guess through the relationship, I kind of gotten wired weird. And now that he's gone, it that was literally, oh God, 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago. Well, no, no, no. A little a little bit over 10 years. It was like 12 years ago. And for 12 years, 
I have been trying to rewire my brain. I mean, I have good days. I have bad days, you know. I have days where I'm just like, I'm exhausted. Because I'll freak out over tiny crap. My kids know. They're not oblivious to it. They know mom freaks out. Just there's They know situations. Sometimes mom just needs a hug. A really tight hug. And then, and then sometimes mom just needs to be left alone. You know, just check on her every now and then. See if she's still alive in that corner in a dark room in her closet. Yeah. Uh, they know that I'm trying to work on the brain so that they can have normal lives. I don't want my kids, you know, seeing me freaking out all the time. That's not a childhood. But I know I have problems and I'm trying to I'm trying to get the help that I need to fix them. Or at least manage them. Okay. I have been on medication and every medication I have been on made me feel some type of way. Either good, too good or too bad. So I decided to go the more natural route that requires brain training, which is what I'm doing now. Now, usually... I don't like funerals, okay? And there's a reason for me not liking funerals. You kind of have to understand, I have been to so many freaking funerals in my lifespan that I'm just over it. I'm over the whole funeral process. That and having to plan one too, it is hard planning. for a loved one it is difficult because everyone has a say sort of when you're like oh do you want to do this oh no 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 then why are you telling me what to do I'm trying to get this handled so we can actually have the funeral but if you want to do this I'll hand you the notebook and the paper and you can just fill out all the rest of this then you, yeah it, that was my mother's funeral Within a span of 20, I want, yeah, within the span of 20 years, my uncle died, my dad died, my grandfather died, my mother died, my grandmother died, three of my cousins passed away, an aunt of mine died, an uncle of mine died, and this, when I say a span of 20 years, that's the timeline that I'm fitting it in from today to when it first started. But no, if you're thinking that they were like, oh, that's not bad, you know? It's not like you had a death every year. Yeah. Well, not every year, but almost every other year or every three years there was a death. There would be a funeral I would have to go to every three or four years. After my grandmother's funeral, I said no more. And my ex-husband, one of his uncles passed away. And his mother, who I love, even though she's a little cray-cray, asked me to at least show my face because I did meet the man. I didn't know him, but... You're technically still part of the family. Once you marry, you're part of the family. Whether you, when you have kids, whether you like it or not, you're still part of the family. There's no getting around that. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. 
So my ex-husband came and got me and the kids and went to the funeral. Bad idea. Very, very bad. Very, very, very bad idea. Very bad idea. Luckily for me, their kid's grandmother asked if they could spend the night. And I was like, yeah, sure. They could spend the night at your house. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, just take them. I could use the break. You know, she was like, I figured you could. Thank you so much. You know, and I was like, but after going in there and this was, we didn't even get to go up to see the body yet. This was just them going through the services, you know, people speaking, you know, singing, you know, and there was a man. I don't even remember who it was, but he was, he was saying a prayer. He was saying a prayer for the family and stuff like that. I, I freaked out. I remember it clearly, vividly. I freaked out. I freaked out so bad. I literally screamed in that church, ran out the front door, and was running down the street trying to get away from the funeral, from all of that. Just, just, that was... That my doctor said that that was literally a panic attack. I was literally having a panic attack in a church during a funeral while someone was praying. Yeah, I didn't have a choice. I just ran. My ex-husband literally chased me. Now, I'm not a long-distance runner, okay? At a certain distance, I'm going to have to stop when I'm at top speed because I cannot keep going. I'm a sprinter, but being a sprinter, I can cover a lot of ground at top speed. I kicked off my shoes at some point during this, you know, sprint. And he, she literally, I I didn't know where I I was going home. Okay. I knew how to get home. I was literally running home. I was in no way within running or walking distance to my house. Okay. I was literally running home that's how bad it was now i have come a well i've come a long way since then i've only had a couple of anxiety attacks that have put me in the hospital to a point where i think i'm literally having a heart attack and my doctor said you we need to do something to get this under control or you will have a heart attack because you will literally give yourself one that's when the medication kicked in and i was like i can't do this no 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 this medication does not work for me i've tried so many i don't even want to try anymore 10 was enough trying 10 different types of medications that either made me happy but i don't care about anything which is not a way anyone should be if you have children you have to care you have to care if they fall down and hurt themselves and not laugh at it okay that okay or I'm balanced, but I'm also a zombie. I hear my kids, but like emotionally, I can't react to them like you normally would. So, and then there was the other one because naturally, I'm a, well, I've changed a little bit over time, but naturally, I'm a bubbly person. I have a very, I'm a social butterfly. I'm naturally, uh, if you come up out of nowhere and talk to me, 
I will have a whole conversation with you and do my best to make you laugh. That's just me. That's the type of person. I have a very nice bubbly personality and I'm easy to get along with. But over time, because of my anxiety, I have become a bit rigid towards people. Not saying that I'm rude or disrespectful. I am still extremely nice. I am still extremely respectful. I am still extremely uh, polite because that's how I would like to be treated as a stranger, okay? But I'm also... Where is a while long ago, I have a whole conversation with a complete stranger. I don't anymore. I don't. And I, I, I'm not entirely sure as to why that is, but I don't know. Maybe that's something for me and my therapist to figure out. Or maybe, well, I'll never know. I suppose it doesn't really matter as long as it doesn't harm myself or others. It's just a question that's a curious. It's just a curious question. But, um, yeah. So, I've... My sister hasn't called me back to tell me when the funeral's gonna be. Because they're probably still trying to figure out what the heck happened to her. But, yeah, I don't do funerals. I don't do death and it's not necessarily death that makes me freak out it's I've been to so many freaking funerals and I've seen the drama I've seen the aftermath of when people pass away what's left behind I've seen the fighting I've seen the arguing, I've seen the not talking to each other anymore type of drama. I've seen in their faces type of drama. And I've just seen can't stop crying or, you know, type of drama. It's just, it's a lot. And when you have anxiety, not to say that you're limited emotionally, you're not, you're not. It's just that your brain has gotten unwired somehow where you can only deal with a few emotions at a time. Where someone can feel happy, sad, excited, stupid, dumb, mad, glad, and joyful all at the same time. I can't even handle half of those emotions at once. I could probably take about three maybe four on a good day and even still I have to pace myself with those emotions and because if I don't they're gonna get out of control my mind's gonna start wandering and then I'm gonna freak out because my mind's wandering which is usually what triggers it and I'm gonna have an anxiety attack and I'm gonna be like oh my god and when I have an anxiety attack, I am a mess. I am a freaking mess. I'm a big freaking mess. I'm a crybaby. I'm a baller. And I don't really cry. I don't cry. I don't, I don't cry a lot. I 
Yeah, now that I think about it, I don't cry at all. I don't. It has to be an extremely touching moment or something extremely, extremely beautiful or extremely, extremely sad for me to cry. Other than that, you're not going to tear out of me. You're not going to get a tear out of me, okay? It has to be really, really sad. Funerals aren't sad for me, but because I've been to so many, but they make me freak out. So I've made a conscious decision until I can get more control over my thoughts and my brain and maybe a little bit more of my emotions that I will not attend a funeral. And my sister laughed at me when I said that. She's like, really? You're not going to show up for your own funeral? I said, if I don't have full control, no. Screw that. Just send me to the mortuary or the funeral home. Have me created and pick me up in an urn the next day. I'll save you some money. And whatever's left of the money, just take care of the kids. And she was like, are you, are you, seriously? Seriously. Seriously? Seriously. We have the seriously thing. We have to go back and forth with seriously at least three or four times just to make sure we're, we're serious. I was like, seriously? 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 Yeah. And she was like, are you sure that's what you want? Yeah. Do not put me in a box. I don't want to wake. I don't want a burial. I don't want any of that. That's a waste of time. Who cares? I'm dead. Who cares? I sure as hell don't. I, I, no. I don't want people to drive. Stop their lives completely just because I died. If they want to say a prayer for me, they can do it from the comfort of their own home. Not that I'll hear it, but they can say a prayer for my kids. Yeah. And she was like, oh, oh, okay, if that's what you want. Like, it has nothing to do with what I want. What I want is to not die, but since that's inevitable... <laughs> That's going to happen regardless. It's just I want you to, when you when it when it happens, I need you to be ready for it. Okay, I want you to know that you know this is what needs to happen. She's like, I'm like, can you remember? She's like, it's simple. How could I not remember that? You want to be cremated. You do not want to put it put in a box. You don't want to wake. You don't want a funeral. You don't want even a party. I'm like, I mean, you can party if you want to. You know, throw a little something, something. Say she had a good. Yeah, if you want to pour a little Hennessy out for me, I'll be happy. <laughs> no, I don't even drink Hennessy. I don't drink, so. <laughs> you can pour a little Coke out for me. Pour a cherry Coke out for me. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, we'll be good. We'll be good. <laughs> I love cherry Coke. So, <laughs> yeah, that right there. But, yeah, I had a high school friend die. Now, I've had many high school friends die, but none suddenly like that there was always a catalyst there was always something that caused their death whether they were extremely ill or you know uh it was a car accident or you know something horrible happened while they were away on something you know it was it was oh there was always a catalyst it was never just go to bed wake up dead kind of thing Okay, and my sister, she made the, the, I laughed at this because when she, at the timing that she said it, it was hilarious. My sister has these moments of bad laugh, bad timing jokes, but they're still funny. She was, we were talking about, you know, why she passed away on the phone and she was like, 
Well, I was planning on looking at her face today, but apparently the only person who was going to get to see her was her husband. I was like, what? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. What? <laughs> she's like, I mean, I saw, she's like, I saw her the day before. I talked to her on the phone the day before too. You know, before she went to bed, I talked to her on the phone. She's like, oh my God, I saw her the other day. Talking about the, the day before she died. She said, I just saw her face. She was fine. She was she was happy to see me. She wanted to know where the heck you was. And I told her she's somewhere else. Blah, blah, blah. We talked on the phone. We talked to each other. We had a good time, girl. And then, like, I talked to her before she went to bed. And... I called her house to ask her husband where she is or what's going on because she didn't call me back, you know, like, because we were going to go hang out and he's like, she's gone. I'm like, okay. My sister was like, where'd she go? He's like, no, she's gone. Gone. I got that. Where? So I can call her and we can meet up and hang out. He's like, no, she passed away in her sleep last night. And I was like, wow. She's like, I just saw her. I just saw her face. She was fine. Nothing was wrong. She was she was happy. She was healthy. There wasn't anything. I said, well, you know what, sis? When it's your time to go, there's nothing you can do about it. So why freak out about it? You have, that's one thing you don't, well, to a certain extent, yes, you don't have any control over it. But it's your time to go, you're going to go. You may be able to prolong for a while, but eventually, it's going to catch up to you. So, I've I, I gotten to a point where, even with all the funerals that I've been to, the many, many clusters of funerals I've gone to, I... I've learned that yeah, it's not a concern. Death should not be a concern in life. Yes, death is a part of life. It is an inevitable part of life, but it should not be a focus. It should not be an issue. It should not be anyone's concern because I'm not saying don't prepare for it. I already prepared for it. My sister knows what the heck to do. That's my preparation right there. My kids know what to do when that happens. Whenever it happens. They're supposed to go with their TT and do what they're told. And be on their very best behavior. Or I will come back from the dead and haunt them. <laughs> yes, I did tell my children that. And occasionally, I reiterate. <laughs> because I swear they're shortening my life. You know, with the crap that they're doing, they're pulling these days. Um, yeah. I try not to ponder death. There's no point. I, I Don't get me wrong. I do my very, 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 very best to live a healthy, happy life. Okay? But even if and I, I had my friend come over and he was talking to me because his grandmother just passed away this morning. And he was like, but she was suffering from dementia. She didn't know who any of her family members were. 
but she'd lived to be 97 years old. And he was like, I'm sad she's gone, but I'm not sad she's gone because she's not suffering anymore. She's lived to be 97. Wow. Wow, my great-grandfather, we call him Daddy Will. No one really knew how old he was until he died. He died at the ripe old age of 103. Now, (laughs) it's sad no one knew how old he was. We knew when his birthday was, but we didn't know how old he was until after he passed away. And... He passed away in his sleep. When he became too, oh God, he was in a nursing home. But the only reason why he was in a nursing home was because it got to a point where his joints were so bad, he couldn't move around like he wanted to anymore. He had arthritis. So he needed help sitting up, getting out of bed, going to the bathroom. But once you got him going, he had a walker with wheels once you got him going ah you had to keep him inside because he was gonna try and go somewhere (laughs) he was gonna walk to the store or something but you have to understand this man was 103 years old 103 years old that's two lifetimes he was two lifetimes old that is fascinating and amazing and when I tell people that and they're like wow what did he do how did he live so long there's no secret to longevity there's no secret you can be the healthiest person in the world and drop dead at 22 you could be just born a week ago and die there's no secret to longevity there's no there's no recipe because my great-grandfather, mm, he lived a long time. Let's just say it wasn't because it wasn't from good living. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. He was the sweetest man in the world. He loved all of his great-grandchildren and all of his great-great-grandchildren, all of his children. He loved all of us, and he, he let us know it. But this is a man who would go out looking for trouble. <laughs> okay, he lived in the woods near my grandmother and my grandfather, okay? They were literally right right across the street from each other. And that was only because grandma wanted to keep an eye on him because, you know, he's getting old. want to make sure he's okay. And he just decided he was going to start eating at McDonald's every day. And my grandmother was like, no. No, you're not driving into town to get McDonald's to come home and eat it. That's unhealthy. <laughs> she says, I will cook you breakfast and I will bring it to you. And she did. Every day. Or he would walk over and he would eat with them. You know? And this is the, <laughs> this is the type of man who used to go walking in the woods. Because he had like a chicken coop with like 10 chickens. Which I loved to go feed until they started chasing me. Um, yeah, he would, you know, this is a man who would grab his rifle on the turn of a dime and shoot a chicken snake 
with no warning to anyone, gunshot out in the woods. And grandma would be like, what the? And she'd see daddy Will on his porch with this rifle and me standing like, did you get it? Did you get it? And I'm nine. Yes. <laughs> One time I got hit in the head with that recoil though. That hurt. That really hurt. But I, I, I toughed it out. I was a country girl. I toughed it out. I toughed it out. I had a bump on my head for a minute, but I, I toughed it out. Grandma's like, what happened to you? Nothing. <laughs> I'm good. It hurt so bad. Because <laughs> it was his elbow <laughs> that hit. He was skinny little man. He had sharp elbows. I was like, oh, it won't go down, baby. I'm putting some ice on it. Okay. I'm fine though. Ooh, cartoons. Ow. <laughs> oh, yes. But this, okay, this man, he walked up and down the street all the time. He got his exercise, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, this, I don't know how old this guy like was, but it was old. It was old, but it still ran. And he wasn't no slow driver. He was not a grandma driver. No, he go flying down that dirt road, leave cloud dust so big, you'll call for a minute. Oh my, and you know what was really sad? He never got a speed ticket for that. <laughs> he never got a speeding ticket in his life. He would drive, I rode with him to the store one time. We went to Walmart. And he was like, what you want? What we going I don't care. I just want to go with you, great grandpa. Alright, you in the car. Put your seatbelt on. No, put your seatbelt. Gotta you put your seatbelt on. You ain't ride with me. I'll push you up. You don't put that seatbelt <laughs> And I miss him. I miss him so much because oh, he could play the harmonica and my grandfather could sing and they would sit out at the at the fence, you know? They would just stand out there and just do this old railroad music. Oh, I don't even know what it's called, but it was awesome and I loved it when they did it. And I would dance when they did it. Oh my God, it was awesome. But um, this man did not live to be 103 because of good living. He was an alcoholic. <laughs> he was very heavy. He smelled like whiskey most of the time, <laughs> in spite the baths. That we knew he because he would never pull the curtain over his bathroom window. <laughs> like, baby, don't go outside. Why can't I go outside? Because Daddy Will's taking a bath, baby. Aww, why can't he do that at night? <laughs> so serious. <laughs> Such is my life. Such was my life. <laughs> But, um, um, yeah, it wasn't because of plain living. I think he, I, I can't I remember my grandparents talking about Daddy Will having a girlfriend who lived in the nursing home, and I was like, isn't Daddy Will a little old? I mean, we don't know how old he is. He's up there, though. He's, he's proof that you are never too old to get it on. As long as you can do it. You have the energy and strength and you think you can do it, do it. Never stopped him. <laughs> he had a girlfriend, from what I remember. He had a girlfriend. He was alcoholic. He smoked. And he smoked cigarettes. He smoked cigars. Okay? He was alcoholic. He smoked. He had a girlfriend who was, I think was 80-something maybe. I don't know. I don't remember details that much. It was a long time ago. 
But I remember them talking about, he has a girlfriend. I don't even know why he going up to that nursing home to see her. She about to die anyway. grandma because she just she thought it was she's my grandmother arguing about that because she thought it was inappropriate (laughs) my grandma was very very appropriate she was very appropriate woman very very appropriate woman and she didn't have a problem calling you out on your inappropriateness okay like baby now you know that was wrong what that was wrong don't that was very inappropriate I'm sorry. <laughs> you make you feel bad about being inappropriate unintentionally. Such is my life. Such was my life. But uh, <laughs> uh, now that oh my god, me! <laughs> I am my grandmother. <laughs> I just realized that I am my grandmother. I always tell people that was stuff they're doing is inappropriate. <laughs> me! Oh my god, me! <laughs> That's funny though. I've turned into my grandmother. <laughs> if my mom was alive, she would love that. She would laugh at that. That would be hilarious to her. <laughs> I was very, very attached to my grandmother. I was really, very attached to my grandmother. But uh, yeah, he was an alcoholic. He smoked and he dipped. You know, he didn't do like the dip like tobacco dip he did like this snuff powder dip yeah he did that and he had all his teeth (laughs) yeah (laughs) he had all his teeth he ate bacon or sausage every morning he did not eat healthy and if grandma was not paying attention to across the street he would sneak off and go get him a big mac at mcdonald's <laughs> and eat it and he he didn't like the fry he didn't like he he could eat the big mac but he couldn't eat the big mac and the fries and drink the coke so he wouldn't give me the fries <laughs> shh, shh don't tell don't tell don't tell your grandma okay Yes, Daddy Will. I won't tell. Don't you throw that away in that trash can in the house. You, you, throw, you throw it away in the barrel outside. Yes, Daddy Will. Thank you. You always bring me some candy. Ice cream or french fries. <laughs> Such was my life. Such was my life. <laughs> but seriously, he lived to be 103. And according to my grandfather, when him and grandma got married, he was still, he was an alcoholic then. He was still smoking cigars. He was still drinking alcohol and other such beverages that were bad for your health at the time, which still are. You know, he, back in the day, according to grandma, he was a bit of a rolling stone too. Uh, yeah, he dipped back then too so it wasn't like there that when when people who live most of their adult lives like that live to be a hundred 103 or more that's proof right there that there is no secret to longevity it just happens <laughs> kind of like death it just happens so why worried about it either way I don't see the point in wasting the brain power. So I try my best to 
especially with my anxiety, not to worry too much about it because if it's going to happen, there's not going to be much I can do about it anyway. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, I, as I was saying, I will not be attending the funeral because the last time I went to a funeral, I freaked out and I don't want to take any chances of more people thinking I'm crazy. (laughs) Not that I care. I mean, you can think I'm crazy if you want to and I'll just be like, okay. Does that make you want to give me money? does oh yeah i'm crazy 24 7 365 and on a good leap year (laughs) just saying i'm just saying just saying (laughs) just saying such is my life (laughs) but uh, yeah so that's all i really came on here Some, some stuff that happened and you know i love talking to you guys about stuff that happens but it made me think you know, my, my sister, my sister was closer to her than I was, okay? So, my sister's taking her death harder than I am. But my sister, I guess you could say I've, over time, I've built up I don't want to call it a wall because that's, it's not what it is. It's more like a chain link fence around myself when it comes to funerals where only certain sized things or feelings or emotions can get through the links in the chain link fence. So I have some form of control, or at least my brain makes me think I have some form of control. So, when someone tells me someone that I know very well has passed away, my brain sort of splits in two. I'm sad, I'm really sad, but it's a numb kind of sad. To where I feel bad about it, but I don't feel much else about it. Yeah. So, and I, I, I am, I am, I am sad about it. And I, I will eventually cry about it. It's just my brain need uh, some people need more time to process that someone that they care about is no longer living in this world then the phrase like I don't want to be in this world if you're not in it pops into mind you know and it was it wasn't that type of relationship that I had with her she was just a really close friend you know, and I hadn't seen her in a while, so I was kind of jealous that my sister got to see her, and I didn't, and got to talk to her, and I didn't, and then she passed away, so that's another emotion. I, I'm, I'm kind of upset, or disappointed is what I would really call it. I'm disappointed that I missed her completely, because she was visiting, 
she had moved away a long time ago and she was coming home to visit and I missed her like missed her completely like I would never get to see her again or talk to her again so yeah she 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 will be missed she will be missed Ooh, but I'm not gonna get on here and cry I just wanted to share that with you guys that um, if you guys are have anxiety or have had a death in family and you freak out at funerals like I do that you're not alone you're certainly not alone I know half of my ex-husband's family thinks that I'm crazy now so you're not alone there is help you can manage Just, I've, I've had to learn to take it one day at a time and when I can't take it a day at a time I take it an hour at a time and when I can't my brain can't handle an hour at a time a minute at a time and I have to tell myself I can make it one more minute make it one more minute and then I look and I've noticed five minutes pass by and I'm like I'm okay I'm okay I'm okay and then another five minutes pass by and I'm okay I'm okay hey ten minutes gone by I'm okay I'm okay and I start to realize that I'm okay and I'll, I'll come out of my mind I, I, I get in my head the problem is is when I get in my head I have a hard time getting out of my head which is what leads usually to like little bitty anxiety attacks that I have. Um, they're not major ones that would put me in the hospital, but they do take a lot of brain power and energy that I could be using for something constructive during the day. Something else. So anyway, you're not alone. You're not alone out there. Whatever struggles you're going through, whatever your thoughts are doing, there is a website that I have found that's helpful for me and totally not sponsored. It's called Headspace. Try it. It's free to download and it's got some free, you know, lessons and it kind of helps you understand how your mind is supposed to work as opposed to what you've been told the way your mind is supposed to work. Because you don't always have control over what you think. You don't. And my generation as a millennial, we've been told all our lives, you control you. You control what you say. You control what you do. Yes, to a certain extent, yes, you do. You can't always control what you think. You can't always control what you think. There are moments when you cannot control what you do. There are moments when you cannot control what you say. And this, uh, this, it's an app. This app has helped me to understand that. And also to understand that that doesn't mean something's wrong with you. But now that I know this, why don't we try and get control? Or at least more control 
than I currently have right now. I <laughs> don't have much control. But I'm getting there. I'm, I'm working on it. And it really helps. I like to do it before I go to bed where things are quiet, things are calm. I'll do my session before I go to bed and it helps me sleep because my anxiety keeps me up at night. I'm pretty much an insomniac, which is why my podcasts are usually done at this time of night. It's like two or three o'clock in the morning, somewhere in there. So yeah, <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. Anyway, um, yeah, if you have anxiety or I think it would even work for depression or you just want to have a healthier thinking process on a daily basis or you just want to sort some things out in your mind or you whatever it doesn't have to you don't have to have a problem to use this or you don't have to have an, an issue or you're curious if you're just curious that's awesome this this app will not hurt okay it will not hurt okay anything that can further your thinking process that can expand your mind which is really what it's doing or it's helping you do is a good thing expand your mind you know so i just wanted to come on here guys and just update do 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 a little bit and i hope you guys are having a happy whatever you are and Blonde Chick out. Bye.